Why, hello there. Nice to see you slash sense you through the infinitely infinite and infinitely connected infinite infinity. Does that make sense? Probably. Um, so hope you're having a wonderful morning slash 3 a.m. slash noon, afternoon, uh, evening, whatever you're into, wherever you are. So let's crack into this with some uh, definitely not made up on the spot theme music. Um, the previous theme song, believe it or not, took me three years to write. So this one should be a bit better because it's taken me uh, three uh, decades to write. It's a rendezvous Do you know what we're gonna do? It's a rendezvous We're gonna find what's true, what's real, what's in your mind It's gonna be unsealed we're gonna unwrap it like Christmas gifts on Santa's sleigh. We're gonna be cheeky elves. Gonna play before it's Christmas Day. We're just gonna be ourselves. We're gonna have a rendezvous with Santa's call next year. What do you think? Don't answer that, please. Uh, it might crush me if I realized how uh, good or bad that is in others' eyes or ears. <clears throat> so, being yourself. So, this, uh, I guess, you know, in one sense, it's kind of funny because, of course, you are always yourself. How, who, who else could you be? But there are levels to that, and we're not always fully ourself. We're always inevitably partly ourself. Um, however, I guess through evolution, old mate evolution, um, there it's it was important, and it continues to be important, to work in teams and to participate in society. So, therefore, if the society doesn't want you to act certain ways. And that could be justified or, or not justified. Like, hey, you shouldn't be driving. You're a woman, you know. That was the case until fairly recently in at least one part of the world. Um, but, you know, maybe people go, well, okay, we want to fit in. You know, that's maybe a more extreme example. But there's examples everywhere, right? Um, or you can't just walk around naked. Why not? That's just the way we're doing this, okay? All right, fine. So, um we fit in. That's another extreme example, obviously, but, um, but yeah, we have to work in groups and people, um, are different. There's a wide spectrum of personality natures, uh, you know, the big five personality scale, extrovert, what is it? Extroversion, agreeableness, um, neuroticism, openness to experience and conscientiousness, I think. So, um, we all have, you know, different, 
the, you know, and the, there's just a model, of course, I'm sure, you know, it's maybe there are perhaps infinite different aspects you could consider about personality nature, but this is kind of this um, totally innocent pentagram of, uh, you know, aspects we could talk about. Anyway, point being, society, we're all human nature, we're all very varied, and so, but we need to get along together, and that can be great, the varied nature, we can specialize, certain people can be better at this, others, people who are very open um, to, openness to experience, like very creative people, they can often start things and have great ideas, but then often, you know, it's a bit of a mess uh, if they try to run it, because then they're like, oh, but I've thought of a new thing, sounds vaguely familiar, um, whereas there are other people who are more conscientious and they're better at running things and maintaining it. Um, and so we have, that's just one example of how different personality types can complement each other. Um, however, you know, um, sometimes oh, happy days, if who we are happens to be something that society wants, but if the group which we need to fit in with, because we want to survive in the old days, if you like, oh, I'd, I want to, I don't want to follow the rules. All right. Um, go follow the rules of the wolves that, you know, Rule number one is we eat you, you know, uh, and that's also the last rule. Um, so, and then more recently I, in history, I suppose things have become more, um, you know, less intense, but still there is that, pr um, that, uh, yeah, uh, necessity for some kind of compromise in our self-expression so that we fit in. And sometimes, you know, people might say, oh, I want to drink and it was say, during alcohol prohibition a hundred years ago, we have other drug prohibition at the mo at the moment still, um, but a uh, hundred years ago, say alcohol was banned. We shouldn't. Everyone's getting drunk and dying from alcohol, uh, so let's stop it. Um, and then eventually, of course, they decided, oh, bad idea in most parts of the world. Um, let them do it, regulate it, keep it safe, safety test the quality of the product. Uh, and so on. So if you want to do it, go for it. If you don't want to do it, that's it. We already have laws if you're going to hurt anyone, so it doesn't really matter whether you're drunk or not when you do it. Right. Um, some exceptions, like drink driving, of course. Um, so, however, um, the at that time, people may have been, hey, I want to drink, you know, I'm not hurting anyone, but to fit in in society... It was like, no, you're not allowed to express yourself that way or experience yourself that way. So there's this compromise we have to do, um, have to make. And uh, however, uh, and that that's reasonable, I think, that the group ha can put certain requests upon us and perhaps if you don't like it, maybe especially these days, you can try to find a different community um, within your country or even overseas. Um but um, something great about the United States of America is they have uh, so many, there's a lot of powers run by the states, so they can kind of have like a, exp run, run experiments where, okay, you know, this state is going to legalize this thing or is going to criminalize this thing or have this kind of rule and then another, other states have different rules and you can go where you feel fits, you know, suits your, your needs or your... Um, and also we can see what works and what doesn't over time and states can copy each other. But that's neither here nor there. That's in between. So 
but but being yourself, I don't is I don't think there's there's any well, from my point of view, uh, there is nothing more important um, and nothing more satisfying and nothing healthier, nothing better really, um, because all row every good every virtue well comes from being really yourself on the deepest level however perhaps levels in between yeah maybe actually it's not that black and white al capone hey i'm just being myself man i'm just blowing brains out all over the pavement of chicago um just self-expression mm, okay maybe not um but we will get to that later i suppose but on a personal level, um, can you think of anything more enjoyable than just being yourself? Um, and even forget yourself, just being. We're, we're so obsessed with doing. Um, as many people have talked about, you know, spiritual teachers, etc. That um, we are. Our society is so incredible. Like I'm recording a podcast. I'm going to put it on the internet. People on, you know, my f- beloved uh, tribe in Australia. Can listen to it or people in Ireland or Canada or wherever anywhere um, out of space there's probably like little green men going like do you think he talks funny um, the, and the others are like uh, yeah sure um, but so there's these amazing things that have come from our society with its technological focus and a lot of that comes from doing we're so driven to um, do things and to manipulate and um, engage with the, the physical universe and you know space and time doing stuff which is amazing however um, ultimately be everything comes from being and so more important than what you do is how you do it right like um, you're giving a friend advice and no matter what your advice is it could be good or bad but if you are being in a, a good state of, of mind and you have a good intention when you're doing it, even if you gave terrible advice, that would probably be beneficial to some extent. They can at least, well, I'm going to ignore his advice, but yeah, I appreciate he connected with me there. Um, and if you give good advice, it's even better. It's going to probably sink in, well, that was very powerful. Um, whereas if you're not in a, being that then people you know don't well they're not going to resonate with it um and yeah and in general uh your life is now my our lives are always now so being is uh, the only time well you can only be uh being is existing right so we're doing we're moving in time but i think Often we do something amazing and then, okay, now what? And then we move to the next goal. And that can be satisfying, you know, achieving goals for sure. And nature has built in reward systems for those who, again, those who felt good when they achieved things, they outcompeted others in the gene pool over time. So we are hardwired to enjoy um, doing things, especially things for the community um, that help sustain the, the groups, which, because... I guess through time we evolved as groups more than individuals, um, at least through most of history. Um, 
So that's great. We enjoy doing. However, uh, being uh, is just so much more satisfying. If you if you can meditate, you'll you'll know what this. If you have meditated, you will know what I'm talking about. Or even just you're just looking at a sunset, or you're just looking, hanging out with your friends, and there's these in between moments where you're not really. There's no real plan, but you're, you're just laughing or you're talking about something, and it seems like time kind of stops, right? Like there's no agenda. Um, the opposite of restlessness, right? You're just there. You really don't care how long it, it it lasts. You're just having a good time. So, and yeah, I think it's very mysterious. I don't pretend to understand being yourself, like totally. That's something I'm very interested to keep exploring as I uh, grow younger. I mean older. Um, or both. I was so much older then. I'm younger than that now. Bobby Dylan had it. Um, so, yes, the joy of being. Uh, let me know if you're listening to this somewhere where there's comment or watching where there's uh, comments. Let me know if you think there's something better than being. Um, and uh, keep it clean, okay? Uh, now, what else? Oh, yeah, great Oscar Wilde quote. Be yourself. Everyone else is taken. Boom. Oscar Wilde. Good Lord. That guy is funny. Um, and so it's true, of course. Uh, we are ourselves, and that's, in, for better or worse, You, we are, we can't really change the boundaries of our self-expression and self-experience. Uh, we just, we can explore within it. Uh, however, there's certain givens which we can't control. Um there's epigenetics, that, for example, you can control by consciously choosing to be less stressed or to, you know, be healthier or um, listen to different kinds of music, whatever. You actually affect your genetics and your children's genetics. However, the baseline of these things, these switches you're switching on and off, that's all there. You've inherited that and there's certain limits on that. You can't just magically change your skin color, etc. Um, and so that also affects your psychology and everything else, right? So there's certain things we're, we're just born with ourselves, um, but uh, so you know we may as well make the most of it right um, everyone else is taken so uh, how can you be the best you that possible uh, for the world and if you imagine someone else imagine a stranger and then okay if I was forced to be this stranger I just zoom into this person's head and I'm a I'm a middle-aged Japanese man, you know, living in a fishing port, and uh, I make pottery. Okay, that's my job. I, maybe I have a small factory making pottery. It's very vivid. Oh, this is interesting. Um, and uh, my name is uh, Ryunosuke. Shout out to Ryunosuke, former student. Um, so uh, I'm some guy, right? Um, would I you know, be like wishing, oh, I wish I was someone else or, you know, or uh, I'm not good enough or uh, uh, I'm not like that other person. I can't do that. We have many limiting beliefs, right? Or even, oh, I'm the best person ever. You know, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so smarter than everyone else. What are the chances that this random Japanese Ryunosuke character is uh, 
the middle-aged man, not the real one, um, is worse or better than everyone else. No, he's just a unique character, yeah? And so you would make the most of it, right? You would go, cool. Like, um, and I think if you take off the baggage, you can. that kind of helps. Because then I am that to someone else. I'm just some stranger. And if they were to jump into my body for a day, how would they live? You know, how would they make the most of it? And what would you do if you're someone else? Why not start doing that with yourself, you know? Just refresh. Click the refresh button and um, forget the past. Past is dead, right? Um, and just, go, yeah, um, make the most of who you are. Um, and so this leads me to a poem. I can't remember who wrote it. Uh, Ramses, do you remember? No. Okay, this is... Evan remembers Ramses. I'm sure anyone listening doesn't because you can't see him, but he's very majestic and ancient Egyptian. So um, it's called Blessings. Thank you, whoever you are, for the universe you carry inside. Never before or since your life will such a seeing of things arrive in the far fields of happening. It is yours, but also mine, hand in hand for all of time. We will walk as grasses grow, step by step, into the glow. Love is smiling wherever we go. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the idea, right? There has never been and there never ever again will be someone exactly like you. Uh, like, we're all unique we're all individuals um and so just like there's no two fingerprints are alike exactly um and you know you might think oh, i'm the most miscellaneous just like everyone else person nothing interesting but no you're a very unique kind of miscellaneous or a very unique kind of mediocre if let's say worst case scenario you're not taking the best care of your life or you've been dealt a bad hand that's just the momentum you find yourself in and to some extent this is relative and subjective right what is mediocre or but we all i think have peaks and valleys and so but nonetheless someone might think oh, i'm just you know boring kind of white bread whatever um but you're totally unique in the infinite expanse of space if you watch one of those youtube videos where it zooms out from the our pale blue dot the pale blue dot as carl sagan called it um, shout out to Carl Sagan in the astral realm. Keep keep it up, buddy. Or maybe he's like some, uh, I don't know, some guy I just walked past in the cafe. Uh, reincarnation, maybe. Or maybe, who knows where he is. Maybe he's nowhere. Um, so, I think he's somewhere though. You know, that would be my bet. What do you reckon, Ramses? Somewhere? Yeah. You're, but you're an ancient Egyptian, so of course you're you're deep into eternity of the soul right yeah um so uh yep that's something to think about right You're, like we're so unique and that's f physically but then also uh personality wise and everything um you know like i mean i'm a, an identical twin right i so my dna is uh 90 it's basically 100 percent the same i believe that when the cells divide, um, so the sperm hits the egg, 
right? In fraternal twins, there are two eggs, two sperms, and they will they could be boy a boy and girl, for example. They, and they they look similar but not the same. So they're basically like um, just normal siblings genetically, right? Um, but they're born they're sharing a womb. Um, whereas identical twins, it's going to be the same sex, both males or both females, um, and it starts from one egg that splits, and then that splits again. And during those first splits, I believe there are mutations where small mutations of DNA where they change a bit. So I think I have like 99.99 something percent identical DNA with Mark. Uh, so um, I'll sh I would shout out to Mark, but he can shout for himself. He's going to be on here soon. Um, so we are t very different. We're very similar in some ways. Uh, you know, some spooky telepathy stuff goes on, but uh, we're totally different in many ways. Anyone who knows us will tell you that. So I think it goes to show even the most uh, physically identical people, you, you're going to be mentally different. Is that because of souls and past lifetimes, or is that just some, you know, the, the life, your being a human being and how the the, will, the potential to create uh, self-create, create your own journey, maybe a bit of both, maybe just one or the other. Let me know um, if you want, um, or relax, you know, don't, don't let me know. Um, so, and then of course, if you're totally different, like uh, you're genetically, your brains work totally differently or whatever, uh, then there's even more variation. Um, but even at that limit of physical similarity, you're going to be different. So, so show us what you got. Yeah, let's uh, you know have a good orchestra, many different tones and uh, types of instruments which we can each play. That's a gelophone, and uh, yeah, we can make some good music. So, moving promptly onwards, uh, friendship. So being yourself, of course, what's, uh, well, I mean, I guess it would still be enjoyable to be yourself without anyone else, um, but it sure would be better to be with friends, right? Um, and I think for most of us, we, we, we would struggle to enjoy ourselves without others, but I think it would be possible. But um, and some people do it, you know, monks, etc. but... But friendship's a beautiful thing. And uh, I believe one of the ancient Greek philosophers, or maybe a bunch of them, maybe it was Aristotle, I don't know, um, said, I believe, that uh, friendship was the highest virtue. They believed it was more important than like, love or truth or devotion or honesty or, or um, courage or anything. Um, balance, I mean... That, I mean that's interesting if that is the case like uh but and I suppose you could imagine if a, a society was flooded with friendship what could go wrong you know if you're for one thing if people have really good friends then they're probably not going to be getting too mean or um menacing right um or too lazy they're probably going to be really happy full of good vibes good full of beans ready to you know you know some beaming bureaucrat like, sure, I'll sort out the intricacies of this complicated red paper for you. Like, I just had an amazing time with the boys last night. It was crazy. Oh, I'm still thinking about it. Yeah, no worries. I'll, I'll sort it out for you. you know, that good energy, I'm sure, would filter through everywhere. Um, 
And also when there's conflict with someone, if you can be more friendly to them, if you're used to being friendly, then that would uh, minimize the conflicts. Um, we could talk about friendship with between nations, right? Um, being able to see the beauty of other people and being able to see the beauty of other cultures. For example, um, sorry, Korea, but um, I remember at some point someone say, I'm going to learn Korean. I was like, hmm, interesting. I have no interest in that. Sounds kind of a bit boring to me. And then um, through teaching English as a second language, I've met a lot of Koreans and slowly but surely I became fascinated with Korea. And so now I can, I can feel the beauty of that culture. And so if anyone was to say, oh yeah, let's, you know, or say something bad about Korea or God forbid, want to have a war, I would be like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. These people are amazing. Um, so I think that's a thing. Friendship between nations, between groups, between individuals, ultimately, because that's what the groups are made of. This is a great thing. And, uh, yeah, so now this is not quite being yourself, but um, this is maybe one level out from there, but we'll get to the connection to being yourself. Um, so I think with, which is, we co-create with friends, you know? We, we and your friends who you had in primary school or uh, you know, high school um, and formative years, they have a very big impact on you. And... Um, and even later on, you might be in a, in a particular periods where you're more open to change and a certain friend appears and they, you know, you can really, they really help you kind of bootstrap you to this rocket of flamboyantly uh, bountiful change, you know? And so, and we co-create each other. So, uh, like I, we influence each other by our natures. Like, you know, when you're with someone else, you're, so I'm with person A, I'm going to be slightly different than when I'm with person B. And ideally that's not that I'm trying to impress them or trying to fit in. Um, but just that I'm trying to connect and there's certain aspects of my nature, which overlap more with certain aspects of their nature. And so we will naturally have a kind of resonance thing. Um, you know, a blues musician and a, uh, a rap musician get together. They're probably not going to play extreme esoteric blues or extreme esoteric rap. They're going to find some kind of middle ground where they can jive. You know? So, and so with people like put with um, person B or person C, there's different aspects of my nature coming out. And that's a wonderful thing when you've got a diverse group of friends. Um, if you're blessed with that, then it can introduce you to yourself, to different aspects of yourself. And um, if you have, I mean, good friends that introduce you to good, good parts of yourself. Um, bad friends, then maybe the other parts. And maybe that can be useful within reason if you can identify it and go, hmm, not the best influence on me. I'm going to try to be a better influence on them, see if we can steer this the other way. And then I think ultimately, if they're, you can't change other people, you can, you can point out doorways. You can't make them walk through it. Um, so... Uh, if people, whether it be a romantic relationship or a platonic relationship or whatever, friendship, then um, I think there's a certain point where you have to say, okay, you know, I'm trying to be my best self um, and I can't be that with you. You're shown either an inability or unwillingness to 
kind of play along with, um, not by my rules, but to find a fair balance. And, you know, I don't feel like it's the best influence on me. You could communicate that if you feel drawn to doing that. Is it, tr is it, uh, what's the, the three things? Um, is it true? Is it kind? And is it necessary? I think it's quite wise. Um, or you, you might not go into the details, but nonetheless, you could draw a set a boundary, which is very important. Everyone needs to set boundaries, right? Um, so we can all cooperate healthily. Uh, but so, but either way, even that friendship, you know, kind of darker friendships where they could um, introduce you to greater self-awareness and that's great for everyone. Good things come from self-awareness. Um, bad things come from self-obliviousness. Um, often, you know, we have a story in our head of something, totally makes sense, but actually it's riddled with errors or at least maybe one big error, but we're blind to it. And so we don't realize we're actually doing unjustifiable things um, or just making mistakes, right? So self-awareness obviously is good. Friends help us become more self-aware. So we co-create because we influence each other by what we say, what we do, what we laugh at, what we, you know, what we suggest, um, etc. The the kind of you know um, things you engage in, how you how you live. Um, and uh, it's not just drawing out a certain part of your nature in that moment or in that day or that hour, but also over time, this has an impact on you. Uh, you are what you do or you are what you think. And so over time, this um, has a feedback loop effect and you know, kind of um, like walking through certain paths of a forest more often than others, you're going to entrench them and it's uh, going to be other people. Well, I mean, you're more likely to go down it again. Maybe other people in the forest, I don't know who these people are in the metaphor, but some other strange uh, thoughts can walk down these um, forest pathways. This is like the neuronal pathways in your, in your brain. Um, the things we do, the things we think, they set certain patterns of synaptic connections in your brain, um, which correlate to thought patterns of certain kinds. And so... If you what if you practice something, uh, you, you get better at it. So hopefully you're practicing good things um, and things that serve you and serve the world um, and reflect who you are um, and who you want to be. But so yes, we co-create that way. I mean our views, our perspectives. So what we believe it is and what we believe ought to be. You could say beliefs and values. We have. You know, influence each other with friends. Um, you know, uh, I'm sure we can all think of powerful conversations. You had a conversation with a friend and, wow, it really opened your mind up to a certain point of view. And you felt like, yeah, right, dead on. That's, that's true. Um, so uh, also, and then from that, you know, our thoughts, the thoughts that pop into our head, they're kind of, they're influenced, they flow downstream from what we believe is and what we believe ought to be um, and our actions from that and from our thoughts and feelings same thing um, and so ultimately through all these things your your whole life you wake up someday in this beautiful universe and you look around and a lot of it is a result of the company you've been keeping um, and the you know the the super organism um, much like, a, how do I phrase this ridiculous thought? 
the Power Rangian um, super robot, uh, mega robot super organism of friendship. That's what I was trying to say. So we kind of connect and it has a big impact. So um, what time is it? Oh, it's 4.20 already. Okay, I suppose I should get a move on here. Um, so friends, yes, co-creation. Now, with friends, though, so friendship has a great benefit to it, but being yourself has a great benefit to it. So what's the balance there? I feel it's better to be hated, as people have said. It's better to be hated for who you are than loved for who you're not. I mean, one reason is that you can just relax when, if you don't have to pretend, you just be yourself, then it's much more relaxing. You can just have a baseline chill in your life. You don't need to be so tense and worrying um, about, you know, how do I look or maintaining this spider web of impressions or I said I like, did I say I like that show or not? Damn, I can't remember. Is she being ironic when she says she likes this? Should I agree or not? Um, you don't need to worry and waste kind of resources doing that sort of thing because um, you can just be yourself and let it flow. And then uh, you're going to touch base with some kind of, I think, more interesting perspectives, an original kind of expression that really is very attractive to other people because they want to be doing that themselves. Um, ultimately, we all want to be ourselves. We don't want to be, maybe you want to, we can want to change to some extent, but I think it's um, uh, a lot of people would like to be able to be more ourselves, um, but we feel for various reasons that it's not really on the, um, the table as an option because, well, you know, whatever it is um, with my friends or at work or my family or um, whatever, uh, you feel maybe like, ah, oh, it would be cool if I could just let the walls down more and just be myself, but maybe, oh, would they, would, would my, you know, friends still accept me or, or would they laugh at me or whatever, you know? So it's a, uh, and when you are yourself, it's more of an open channel with just creativity and the goodly flow of the universe. And so you can, I think that's very attractive. I'm attracted to it and other people who have that. And I admire it. Um, and uh, it seems fun and healthy. Um, so um, what else? Uh, yeah, and I think ultimately I would rather have uh, quality of friends than quantity. Much better than 50 quote-unquote friends who aren't going to stand by you if you go, you slightly um, bend the mold of what they have in their mind of who you are. Much better than that is one friend who uh, accepts you as you are, who loves you as you are, and all the more so because they're aware that there are not many people like you, there's only one like you in fact, but exactly like you, and also there are few people who are have uh, the guts to or maybe not just the guts, but who are um, doing this of kind of able to, willing and able and practicing just being transparent and not trying to create, project an image. And, you know, I catch myself doing it, projecting images sometimes. I'm like, what, what am I doing? You know, so it's kind of, there's some momentum to it. 
think I do it far less than I, I used to. And I think it is a natural thing we do at a certain stage. Um, maybe as a teenager, you learn, you're trying to create your identity, you're trying to fit in with your peers. It's like a part of a natural process, but it can go out of balance, right? So, but, um, so I think, I mean, of course, the best, better than quality or quantity is both simultaneously, like a lot of really good friends. That's obviously great. But I think second place is quality, not quantity. Quantity comes third place. Um, and sure, that's better than nothing. A bunch of friends who you can connect with to some extent. And maybe certain times, you know, that's cool. You can, again, you can find some part of yourself that overlaps with them and you can connect and have a good time. And then maybe one day Lady Luck comes knocking and, oh, this person seems a bit different. And if you're able to be open with them, you might realize, oh, well, they're kind of more like me. And you could start to have a more, a deeper friendship, more genuine friendship. Um, but yes, now, of course, doing this, you do get scorned and rejected by people who either maybe they just don't, they don't really uh, appreciate who you are, right? Which is fair enough. Like, we're all very different. And I think life would be quite boring if everyone just enjoyed everything. Um, we need cadences in music, you know, uh, goes up and down. Um, no sweet without sour, that kind of thing. Um, a, a painting or a photograph, which is all one color, is called a blank, <laughs> a blank painting. So you, you do need contrast in other and contours in order to create um, a depth, I think. So that's all good. Um, and that's a great thing when you can um, not take it personally. I've been rereading a great book called The Four Agreements. Um, by Don, what is it, uh, Miguel Ruiz. Shout out. Shout out to Don Miguel. Um, and that's really good. One of the four agreements is don't th take things personally. Realize people have their reasons. It's not really about you. could be anyone. We're all kind of just um, thinking about ourselves most of the time. And uh, if you can give people that space, go, hey, I accept you, what you're doing. I might disagree with you. And express disagreement or I might take actions to protect myself from you or avoid you or whatever you know if there's some problem but in in uh, or I might choose to hang out with you or I might choose not to hang out with you whatever uh, that's fine but you can kind of give people be gracious and say hey you're coming from some mysterious other angle well, I don't know who you are in the depths so that's cool I'm you don't know who I am in the depths so um, if you don't really you know, want to hang out with me or if you're not, you don't agree with the way I think, that's all good, um, no problem. But there are many other people who will be drawn to, oh yeah, we're on the same wavelength. And then, so, um, yes. Uh, oh yes, right. And so, and the, the amazing thing about this is you might think, oh, okay, well, I mean, I, I hope, being myself, I hope I can do that without getting negative feedback from people, or like people say, you know, like laughing at you or something, or um, disparaging you. However, it's actually an amazing thing if that happens, because it's saving you a lot of time. Ima imagine it took you 10 years to realize this person just doesn't really like you deep down. And you've been hanging out. Maybe you didn't quite show your true colors. 
and then at some point you eventually do and they're not into it. Oh, I just spent 10 years with someone who can't accept me as I am. So if you just be yourself, a great thing is it saves you a lot of time. It filters out people who just don't get on with you. Great, now we both know. Wonderful. So there's nothing to lose really. Either you realize uh, we're not just we're not meant to be friends. Um, who I am and who you are, or at least who you are letting yourself be, um, doesn't really uh, resonate. So no problem. And or you find people who go, cool. I like you. I want to hang out with you. And you don't need to be cooking up schemes. You're just being yourself. And you're giving them, it's an invitation for them to do the same. So it's a beautiful thing. Um, so that's friendship. Um, now, the all-important question. Who am I? Oof. You're Jamie, I hear you saying? Well, I guess so. Um, to some extent. I would say ultimately, not my idea, fittingly enough, but I think... We are basically life. We are the universe. On some level, we're different. I'm not you. You're not me. That's true. But that's one level of real and reality. And then there's a, a higher or deeper, more ultimate uh, level or the ultimate level of reality where we are one. And there's one thing and it's called life. It's called the universe. Here it's called spirit, uh, source, what, I don't know, what it, God. Um, magic, love, whatever you want to call it. Um, Spolochnik, Gleek, anything, right? These are just words. But if you look around you, you realize, ah, oh, right, everything is just made of protons, electrons, neutrons, and all of that's just made of energy. It's all just one big cosmic soup. And so I feel who we really are, if you think about it, there is consciousness because we are here uh, and if you said nope um, I've I've done a study and I figured out consciousness is an illusion okay who noticed that the the logical uh, well um, syllogism or whatever right like the logical argument click 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 that um, proves that consciousness is an illusion who who looked at the premise one and premise two and premise three and understood the conclusion, if not a conscious presence. So what, it's like a, a robot doing this? Uh, I don't think that makes a lot of sense. Um, to be generous, I would say it doesn't make a lot of, it, it makes less sense than the intuitive feeling we have uh, that, yeah, we are conscious, we are here, we are present. There is someone watching my face or listening to my words and feeling your body and having the breath course through and uh, hearing sounds around and seeing your room or wherever you are, um, uh, smelling bread, whatever. These are all witnessed by someone, right? So I would say, yes, consciousness is present. There is consciousness. Um, and yet uh, everything is one. So, I mean, we could go into de depth, probably will in some other episode, Um but uh, we'll move on for now. I won't uh, belabor the point. Um, uh, but I, I, f I would say the universe is not my idea, but I believe it makes sense. The, the universe essentially is 
conscious and consciousness. It's like this infinite energy, which you could also call consciousness. It's two sides of the same coin. Energy evolving in space, and it's um, aware. So it's experiencing this journey into creation. Um, we are, in fact. Um, and so we are branches. I am here, a human being. I'm a branch uh, or a little twig on my family. Okay, uh, And then the family is a little bigger twig. And then that's on the, the branch of, say, you could say, uh, well, I mean, if you go back, say, um, Irish, uh, the Irish, right? Like going thousands of years or whatever, like groups of families and clans intermarrying, et cetera. And then that's just one branch upon um, Europeans, which is a branch upon humans, which is a, a branch upon uh, animals, which is a branch upon uh, Mother Nature, uh life itself right so the tree of life we just um we're connected to all the other beings but we're not on the same branches and so the certain things like if i talk to a chipmunk he probably won't have a lot insightful to say probably more insightful than the stuff i'm saying sure but um but uh you know it's too different i won't be able to connect with them you know i'll be like i don't understand you mate so um but nonetheless on the deepest level we are both i believe consciousness so that's who you are. And I think, you know, this is all kind of, you know, lofty and abstract to some extent. But if, um, however, I think in a very grounded level, this is who you are when, say, when everything falls apart in life or when everything comes together. These moments of intensity, you kind of, you're just there. You're not thinking, you're not doing anything. You're just kind of, here I am. And that is us. It's not the body, it's not the mind, it's not your emotions or your interests or your even your values or anything. It's just the, the loving awareness as uh, Ramdas, uh, which is old name, whatever, Ramdas would say. Um, Rupert Alpert. Um, uh, Richard Alpert. Anyway, so that said, uh, we are also, right, uh, individuals. Um, in your individual consciousness, but I feel like it's one flame, a thousand other flames. We're all part of the same natural phenomenon called fire, right? But so it's a paradox. We are one and we are separate. But also um, we are, I think maybe some people would, who go down the spiritual path would turn away from ego or selfhood and go, oh, it's all an illusion. It's pointless. So it's going to lead to suffering. But I don't think so. I think the, there's a balanced way where you can have both and that is what is the ideal and so um yeah i think uh the two sides of the same coin but um and uh so we are um you are it's i i, I feel it's sort of like a character right so you are um the, uh, well, I guess we'll get, get into this in the next thing I want to talk about. But there is, you, you are the, the tip of the spear tip or the, the tip of the branch growing and you have all the, this evolution, the momentum of evolution, genetics, cultural evolution, the, the values and beliefs of your society, whether you're resisting or, say, overturning them, trying to, um, in yourself or in the world, but let's say in yourself, maybe, oh, I don't, believe in marriage, say, even if it's the traditionally endorsed thing, for example, right? Um, 
then uh, nonetheless, it's, it's an energy that you're having to combat. So whatever it is, we have this momentum that we've inherited of physical, physiological in your body, emotional, um, uh, mental, in like cultural programming, for better and for worse. A lot of it's very useful, helps us engage with life. We need that structure. We should be very grateful, I think, um, of our traditions, even if they're not perfect. Um, and and your family, the way you've been raised, again, for better or worse, um, makes us who we are. And so that is a beautiful thing to be venerated and respected is who you are. Um, and it's, it's amazing. Like you can read some of these books and it can have a significant effect on you and you can yeah, create, enjoy expressing and experiencing creation um, through the, the miracle of being a human being who can drink a delicious coffee, go running around the block listening to um, some podcast or um, you know, give someone a hug and then read a book about quantum mechanics and then go laugh at some silly comedy um, and uh, go do jujitsu and be choking each other half to death uh, in a friendly way, um, etc. There's so much we can do. It's, um, in, in, of course, negative stuff too. But so it's, uh, I think, something to be celebrated also and not to be shunned, not to be shunned. Um, so, yes. So we are both, I would say, soul, life, uh, oneself. Uh, I was thinking of saying... Uh, being oneself, the title. Uh, it sounds a little posh, right? But uh, I do enjoy the pun of being oneself is important. But oneself, ultimately, we are one. Um, or, but, but yes. Anyway, um, becoming, right? So uh, we are who we are. But what about you know wanting to change? Is that okay, or is that? How does that work? Um, maybe you're not happy with who you are. Should you just change that and start to like who you are or should you change yourself? Um, say people like Eckhart Tolle or spiritual teachers will often say to accept yourself. Um, when some, whereas someone like Jordan Peterson saying, well, why the hell should you, why the hell do you think you're good enough? You know, like maybe you're, maybe you're, you're you could be better and maybe you want to be better and maybe that would be an adventure, right? Um, sorry, Jordan, I do love you, but uh, um, I can't help uh, having a bit of fun. Um, so, yeah, I think here's a poem. Uh, so it's called Still Moving. The soul is still, but man is in motion. So goals are needed, like waves on the ocean. Um, I believe that was written by um, one of my plants. I can't quite remember which one. But um, so the idea being the soul is motionless and it's not in time. It's just here we are. You are you. Doesn't change. Uh, they say the one constant is change. But I suppose there is just the consciousness, who you are. In a way, it's changing. In a way, it's not at all. But uh, it's just the, the the movie screen upon which the white light is, or it is the white light, which 
has the movie contained in it. It's just light. Although if you talk about the arrangements within the light, then there is a story and change. But it can happen again and again and again. Um, but, um, so, but then, so the soul is still, but man, mankind, Allah, you know, uh, humans, uh, some people don't like that term, but I don't know, I kind of like it. It's good of kind of, I find there's a beautiful feeling to it. Like, um, you don't say, um, or oh, we are man, uh, like, uh, two, two guys wouldn't say we are man, they say, oh, we are men, right? So man is a different collective noun, right? Um, mankind, um, humanity. So man is in motion. Uh, so we have evolved doing things and, um, much like, um, uh, <laughs> if anyone can see my statue of Ramses, his foot's going forward. And this does symbolize, I believe, uh, that we, one foot is straight being another is moving forward, doing, and that these are two sides of the coin of human and being. So, um, we have been programmed to the humans who didn't really care about solving problems, didn't survive, and so we are hardwired to want to solve problems, which can be a problem itself, ironically, if society gets so comfortable that there are no real problems, and then maybe your mind starts looking for problems um, and imagining them when they're not there and is unable to just in, relax and enjoy things um, when there are no more tigers lurking about trying to ambush us um, out of a gap between the rocks. But, uh, so, yes, um, we do, if, I believe we are, if we do good things and we make progress, it feels good, and rightly so, and it, um, some people say the key to happiness is incremental progress, not for the end, not trying to get an end of, oh, I want this or I want that, but just the process of you can enjoy the things, but you're not attached to them. But it's just this ethic of constant growth, much like a plant. And maybe there will be winters where the leaves die off. So it's not like infinite, um, well, in a way it's infinite, un unlimited growth. But there are seasons to life and you might be sick and things stop for a while. But this idea of, he not busy being born is busy dying, Bobby Dylan, uh, that it's um, to be fully alive, we must be actively changing and uh, engaging in, in life. And I think there's something to that. I think there's also something to just um, being in the present moment. But I think both of them are self-reinforcing. So why not do both? Um, now, uh, and we, we naturally gravitate toward role models, right? So that's a natural thing. I think we want to be better. We want to uh, improve. We, we find, we see someone like, oh, that's a really cool person. I'm really drawn to that. And you might want to imitate them. And that raises the question of, is that okay? Uh, because if we're trying to be ourselves and be genuine for the enjoyment of it, but also so we get the right friends, like if my friends are going to be co-creating with me, do I, I really want to make sure I'm being myself so that I'm not 
attracting um, people who resonate with some projection that I'm putting out because I believe mistakenly or, or, or accurately that it's attractive to others. So we want to, for these reasons, be ourselves, um, um, but also uh, we might want to be different and to change. And so I think that's fine. Um, the key is I think we need to accept ourselves. We can have both. It's not often very deep questions. I find it's not either or, it's both, right? Um, so, uh, or is the answer to every deep question yes and no? Yes and no. There we go. Um, so we can accept ourselves and strive to be better. So even with our flaws, again, these part of the picture, try to improve them, but they, in a way they do enliven the artwork, the moving three-dimensional or four-dimensional artwork of our life, the flaws. They bring out, there's a tension um, when there's a movie and there's a good character and then they do something bad, you're like, oh my God, this just got so much deeper, right? So, and that's us. Um, so we can accept ourselves, or tr this is the ideal to work towards, self-acceptance while also um, diligent striving to be to be better in whatever definition we we choose within the bounds of uh, justice, say, and what's good. Um, so now authenticity, though, I guess at the limit of this, you say, I uh, when I was twelve years old or something, I was a punk rocker in air quotes. Uh, so I was projecting an image. And so you might say that's inauthentic. However, I think sometimes we have to grow through these things. And as the very wise, great classic liter English literature has it, you can't go over it, you can't go over it, can't go around it, can't go around it. We've got to go through it. And so some things we have to go through. And I think through that you learn lessons and you become more self-aware. And then you can look back and go, oh, my God, why did I do that? Um, or you go, oh, okay, that's something that helps me grow. Um, but ultimately I don't feel it's right for me, for me anymore. And so we go through phases and um, we go through periods, um, seasons in our lives. And we can change. And I think that's good right and some things change some don't but um it yeah so that could be in a way authentic even if you don't realize even if it's inauthentic in a way it isn't part of an authentic process of self-creation self-discovery self-experimentation now as you get a bit more a bit older and maybe a bit more clued onto this process then maybe there's l less excuse or, and so, but, but I still think sometimes, uh, uh, you know, like you might think uh, like, okay, I was thinking at some point, like, could I wear a hat? I think, when was this? I can't remember like, um, so silly. I was like, oh, could I put a hat on backwards? And I'm like, oh, but people are going to think I'm trying to like put on an image. Right. So, but, but I'm just, I kind of feel like wearing a hat backwards, like that kid, He's like, whoop, whoop, whoop. I can't do the whistle. Listen up on the Power Range movie back in the 90s. 
Anyone else get this reference? Okay, I don't know. But I, I, was like, oh, I would like to, I don't know why, just drawn to wear a backwards cap. But um, I don't want to feel like and suffer the judgment from others of, oh, you're affecting an image. Um, however, I think you really, the key is just self-awareness and knowing, am I trying to project an image? Because that's silly, right? Basically, who cares what, what other people think, right? Just be yourself. Um, do it for your own enjoyment. Other people, you know, that quote, uh, in your 20s and 30s, something like this, in your 20s and 30s, uh, you worry about what other people think of you. And, and then in your 40s and 50s, you uh, stop worrying what other people are thinking of you, about you. And then in your 50s and 60s, you realize they were never even thinking about you the whole time. So, but anyway, so it doesn't, you know, well, if you want to do it, if it's, if it's for yourself or self-experience, self-expression, yeah, it's interesting, it's fun, I want to do it then do it. If you're not hurting anyone, do whatever you want, I say. But um, just check, like, um, oh, am I trying to impress someone? Am I trying to cast myself in a certain light? Because then maybe you are and you're drawn to do it anyway, in which case, okay, just drop the, that part of it where you're trying to impress and you'll be able to enjoy it more anyway. Or maybe you don't even want to do this thing and you're just trying to you know, manipulate reality to get some thing you think you want of uh, others' approval. So, um, yes. So I think that's kind of the way I would see it. Um, and this idea that we, you're a character, um, I feel ultimately the true self is, uh, the, there's no word for it, right? But it's just this, you can close your eyes, you can even meditate, and there's no thoughts, um, but here you are. The body, every cell in the body gets replaced maximum, I think, every 10 years. Like, I think the bones take the longest or something, and it, you know, uh, other parts of the body, they're replaced, you know, every year or whatever, I don't know. But within a decade, your whole body is different to your the body you had the previous decade. Everything's been changed, yet it happens so slowly, we don't notice. So your body, you're not the same body you used to be. Your mind changes, your p opinions, the way you think about things, thought by thought, actually, it's changing. And um, so what is there that's continuous? I would say it is just this presence, which is very mysterious. Who knows what, what's going on there? But it doesn't really matter. You don't need to know who you are to be who you are. It's impossible to, to be otherwise. You are who you are. But it is very enjoyable to start to get to know who you are on that deep level. Um, so I feel that is we could call the actor cosmic actor and then and uh we, we get to play these characters you know uh so here i am jamie mcglue uh i don't know if i mentioned uh but so i am jamie and i am the universe uh leonardo dicaprio was jack in titanic but he wasn't just jack he was also a higher level of reality called leo and he was also a higher level called you know, soul or consciousness, um, which is an amazing thing. Like I remember, I realized at some point watching a movie where, oh, I got this feeling I sometimes get where I forget to suspend my disbelief. So I, I reflect, wow, this is an amazing movie. These such good actors. And, oh, yeah, right. I just broke the spell. 
Like, I'm not believing it anymore. I'm seeing them as actors, not as the characters. And so then I'll go, okay, forget that and try and get back into the zone. Um, however, at some point I realized, um, I was watching a great movie called The Secret Garden, very beautiful movie, and I realized, wait a minute, even the actors, um, in a way, you know, their, their lives being lived out by we, the souls, right, eternal souls, this is my point of view, right? Of course, I'm not saying I, I know this or have proved it in an experiment, but this is my point of view, right? So humor me. Um, uh, that the, the, the soul is, the, the, the actor is a character that the soul is living in, so uh, living through. So in a way, they're on a level, the actor and the character. So it kind of hit me like even though I've realized, oh, I've lo broken the spell, this isn't just an actor, um, in a way it's not because um, even this, this is a soul which is also experiencing a journey. It's all just these journeys of, of um, experience. And so that was kind of an interesting uh, mind-melting moment. Um, great biscuit. Shout out to melting moments from Dome. Oh, good Lord. Um, so... Yeah, I think we can. Yeah, and the point, the practical point of this is, we can try out different roles, and we can. It's healthy to just, you know, as you might experience in different different parts of your different aspects of yourself when you're with different people. Um, you can consciously go, okay, I'm going to try and do this, or I'm going to do that more. It could be behaviors, but also even um, playing roles of personifying. Oh, I really admire this person. Why don't I? embody him or her, you know, in some sense, in my actions, and just let that spirit come through you, like Mufasa through Simba, you know, and um, or, or Cyrus through Horus, and uh, or the Father through Jesus. Okay, I'll stop. Um, but to let um, something that you feel is closer toward the ideal come through you, and through imagination and just embodiment, acting it out, which just seems to be what children do a lot to what they see. They kind of copy it, you know, um, and act it out to learn it and incorporate it, integrate it into their... And then, so at first it's imitation, and then after that it can become more creative. When you're learning an instrument, you practice things repetitively, you learn other people's songs, but then over time you can take little bits from here and here and new things, and you create uh, spontaneously flows of new music. So it's a similar thing, I think, with personality. And so... We wouldn't say, "Oh, Leo sold out." Leo, you know, or Leo's so fake. You know, he's playing some in this new movie. He's a doctor who has to save the world from um, these uh, Venus flytraps that, you know, got G GMO technology. They got too huge, and they're just wolfing down the population. Um, but you know, he's, you know, he's never been this role before. This is this isn't him. It's fake. No, he's an actor and he's playing a role and he's bringing out a new side of his acting skills and it's a beautiful thing to watch. And I think if we can do that as people, it's it's a, a great thing and it takes off some of that stigma of like, oh, maybe you're being fake or inauthentic. If you can, so long as you can do it with the intention and the experience of I'm having fun and I'm experiencing and expressing myself. Um, it's not about... And it shouldn't be about um, trying to impress other people or project an image 
or be accepted. I think that would be a, you know, a rightly kind of um, uh, disrespected um, intention. Um, and so, if people didn't, you know, didn't, if they felt a little bit repulsed, then maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe it's not a healthy thing. If everyone started doing that, the world would fall apart. So maybe we've inherited a s subtle sense of disgust, like, hmm, don't know about that. Whereas just being yourself, uh, very healthy. If everyone did that, everything would be great. So I think that's something where we have a sense of, yeah, power to you. Cool. So homework, uh, give me some homework. No, just kidding. Uh, homework, maybe think who would you like to be, and I'll do this too. Who would you like, who do you admire? Who do you think some aspect of their spirit being incorporated into you would be a good thing? Who could you think of? And maybe, you know, when next time you're in some mundane, quote unquote mundane situation, let that flow into you. And, uh, or, you know, big situation, let it flow into you and create, have fun being yourself, but becoming uh, previously unseen parts of yourself parts of the uh, the landmass, the continent of your glorious being shuddering up from the depths, piercing the water and greeting the sky. Why not? Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, final thing. Golden, the golden rule. I think, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Um I think that's basically, I mean, all you need to be a good person really is, okay, if ever think uh, I can do whatever I want, but um, so long as I don't prevent others from having that same right to do whatever they want. So naturally, you're going to have certain do domains of influence, right, or domains of freedom. And so I think there are going to be some blurry edges there, like, oh, I want to smoke cigarettes while eating this beautiful cut pasta, you know, carbonara pasta. Um, but you don't want me to be smoking cigarettes. We're in the same restaurant. Uh, what should happen? Okay, maybe there's laws. Oh, no, you can't do it. Or maybe there's laws like uh, it's up to the restaurant. You know, some restaurants can advertise no smoking allowed and attract people who don't want it. Others go, smoke them up. Come in, be welcome. Um, or whatever. There's, but there's some solutions figured out. But for 99.9% .9 of the situations, I think it's very clear, like, well, actually, you're not hurting anyone, except yourself, maybe, I might think. But isn't that your right to be, you're born here, you will pass on to the next adventure. Um, you know, so do you, have you, but do you not thereby, have you not thereby earned the right to um, live on your own terms and be yourself, even if I might think it's not wise, um, which I think applies to friendship also, um, that we should encourage each other to be good and our best selves, but we also need to be aware that the whole point that we are friends with them is that instead of just hanging out with ourselves, is that they are different to us. And so ultimately they need to be honored with that um, space to be themselves. So, but the one, I suppose, caveat or balancing thing on the golden rule would be, I think, social custom, social convention, social expectations. And I do think, say, oh, I'm not hurting anyone by uh, walking 
around, I don't know, um, in my underwear, right? Um, oh, if kids see me, hey, they should be, it's good for them. They should be aware. Hey, you can do whatever you want. You don't need to be so limited. Someone might have that point of view where they're like, yeah, it's it's fine. Everyone's, we're like, we, we were clo clothless for millions of years. And then, you know, recently, a few thousand years ago, people started putting on these clothes. What's the big deal? You know, I'm going to, but I think I would say there is a balance in between that we should strike, strive for. And we shouldn't do it out of fear of, you know, what the, the, the authorities might do to you or what, you know, being shunned by others, society. Like, oh, I have to reluctantly, grudgingly do it. No, I think it should come from graciousness and respect and generosity of spirit. Yes, um, I'm a free sovereign being and I am here to be myself and to share my gifts of individuality with all the other divine individuals here. However, um, yeah, I don't, I don't need to take it so seriously and I don't need to be so absolutist. Um, and yeah, there's a give and take of, uh, say certain people, um, they're like, uh, Hey, uh, uh, you know, don't cross the traffic light. Um, whereas I might think, well, I mean, it goes for way too long, in my opinion, some of them, and there's no cars around. I can go now. I have an extra 30 seconds of my day. I'm trying my best to be a good person and to enjoy life. So I feel like I could spend that well. The universe would want me to be saving time and, you know, yeah, cool, go do something fun with that 30 seconds. Over the course of a week, you might have an extra five minutes, you know? Um, but say I might be with a, a friend of mine who's like, oh, you know, I want to follow the, the rules, then, okay, I can be gracious and say, yeah, cool, no worries, let's let's do that. I don't need to um, have this knee-jerk reaction to, no, I must live my freedom, you know. So, so yes. Um, so these are my thoughts about uh, freedom and uh, being oneself. So please let me know in the comments uh, if you have thoughts about things I missed, important things, or um, agreements, disagreements with things I've said. That would be really interesting, actually. Um, uh, or else, please uh, enjoy your existence. Continue diligently to have fun and uh, give us the blessing of your own weirdness. Much love. See you next time.